This is Pathfinder, a weekly moment dedicated to seeking Jesus and building deeper faith. My name is Derek Glover, and I'm a preacher serving the Church of Christ in Monroe, Wisconsin. I invite you to open your heart, mind, and Bible and study along today as we seek to know Jesus better through God's Word. Whether you've been a lifelong Christian or are simply curious, there's room for you here and room for us to grow together. Wisdom is one of those things that I think all of us would like to have more of. I I certainly know, know I would like to consider myself wise. That's one of the things I've always hoped for and longed for and assumed that it was just something that came with age. I don't know that it is just something that's bestowed inherently as we get older. I don't think gray hair makes you necessarily wiser in and of itself. The older I've gotten, one of the pieces of wisdom that I think I've gained is that wisdom itself is something intentionally sought after. We have to find people who possess those qualities and then cling to them and learn from them and be mentored by them. We have to seek those who have been successful and follow after what they do. Certainly, the more experience we have in life, the greater the chances will be that we've gained wisdom, but there are plenty of people who attain a Uh, an advanced age that have no wisdom. And there are many at a young age that have what seems to be an uncommon level of wisdom. There was one person that we find in the Bible who possessed a great deal of wisdom, perhaps the most wisdom that's ever been known on this earth, and that was King Solomon, the son of David. And we read about him in the Old Testament, and he encountered God, and God told him he would grant him anything that he wanted Solomon could have asked for great riches, he could have asked for power and for prestige and position, but he asked God for wisdom. And we see that wisdom demonstrated throughout his life, and particularly in his writings. We have this book in the Old Testament called the Proverbs. It comes right after Psalm. They're kind of lumped together, Psalms and Proverbs, as books of poetry, But the Proverbs are a collection of writings that were meant to demonstrate wisdom. Solomon did not keep the wisdom to himself. He shared it. He wrote it down. And he wrote it down in such a way, it's it's almost like a father talking to a son. Those of us who've had the privilege and the honor of having a strong father or father figure in our life gained wisdom from them. If If they were good at what they did as a father or a parent, or, or someone that we look up to, they passed along wisdom, and Solomon does that too. Again, that in and of itself is a sign of such wisdom, that he wrote down these things, and he said, I want the next generation to know this. I want them to understand this. And I thought it might be valuable here in this time to examine some of the Proverbs over the next several weeks and see what they have to teach us. Now, the Proverbs are not what we necessarily consider to be doctrine, Okay, we look at Scripture and we see these things that clearly we need to be doing in order to have a life that's pleasing to God. I don't think the wisdom of Proverbs in and of itself gets us closer to God. Only Jesus Christ can do that. But Solomon says a life that is seeking after God and a life that is going to have the greatest opportunity for success is going to have these traits, and these traits are wisdom. He begins his writing in Proverbs chapter 1 by writing this, to know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equality, to give prudence to the naive, 
to the youth knowledge and discretion, a wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. That's what we just said, isn't it? That in order to receive wisdom, one must have enough wisdom to seek it out. Kind of a paradoxical statement, but it does ring true for us. Those who seek to acquire wisdom are already on the road to wisdom because they had the foresight to to seek it out. To understand a proverb and a figure, this is verse 6, to understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. In other words, these are some sayings that are a little bit hard to understand. These are uh, maybe some metaphor, maybe some example, and we, we seek to understand them. Verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Solomon begins his writing about wisdom by saying, hey, I'm going to write these things down so that you can know something that you didn't know before, so you can have wisdom, so that you can have a greater understanding, so that the those who lack it can have more of it, those who have it already can strengthen it, to be able to discern, to be able to see the world in a different way. Why? Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and fools despise wisdom and instruction. He starts that by saying to know wisdom and instruction. In other words, I'm writing these things for the purpose of you to have these two items, wisdom and instruction, and you need to understand that the fool, that is the opposite of the wise, despise those two things. So to desire those two things is the first step. And what does Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, say is the beginning, is the the foundation of knowledge and wisdom and instruction? He says it's a fear of the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean a trembling, quaking fear of the power of God. There are certainly moments in Scripture where we see God demonstrating power and people tremble in fear. Oftentimes when God appears or when an angel of the Lord or when Jesus or the, or the Spirit of God appears to someone or speaks to them, the first thing they have to do is say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, because there's something about their presence and their revealing of themselves that is scary. It, it can take us by surprise. It is something not of this world, and, and to experience God does strike fear into the heart of mortal man. But this is a different kind of fear that Solomon is talking about, the fear of the Lord. That is a respect, an understanding, a power that we recognize in God that we see God and we understand who he is, a respect and a desire to have a relationship with him and to serve him. So we have to start there. We have to desire relationship with God and understand where he ranks in our life, that he is the number one ultimate thing we want in our life, a fear of the Lord. That's the beginning. Until you have that, until you let go of of reliance upon yourself, until you release yourself of the desire to be the director of your own life and are willing to put God in the the driver's seat, you can't have this knowledge. You've got to let go because what is knowledge? What is wisdom? Uh, That is the recognition that you don't possess those things. If you've ever been involved in sports or athletics, you know that in coaching, the best players are not the ones with the most talent. The best players are the ones who are the most coachable the ones who will listen 
It's the player who thinks they know everything that's going to wind up getting themselves in trouble at some point and making a crucial mistake. But the one who understands their weaknesses and their shortcomings seeks to grow in those areas and to learn and to listen and to become better. God wants us to be coachable. He wants us to understand that we are not everything we need to be yet, and we never will be, but if we seek him and seek after him, we will gain the things we need to get through this life in a way that is prosperous to us both, both spiritually and physically. If we skip down a little bit in, the, in Proverbs 1, we see this interesting passage. Beginning in verse 20, Wisdom shouts in the street. She lifts her voice in the square. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. He's, he's making wisdom into this, this personification of wisdom here. He says that wisdom is like someone standing at the end of a noisy street and shouting out at the entrance of the gates in the city. She utters her sayings, verse 22, How long, O naive ones, will you love being simple-minded? And scoffers delight themselves in scoffing, and fools hate knowledge. Turn to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit onto you. I will make my words known to you, because I called and you refused. I stretched out my hand, and no one paid attention. And you neglected all my counsel, and you did not want my reproof. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock you. Your, when your dread comes, when your dread comes like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. Again, he returns to this idea that fearing the Lord, that setting aside the reliance upon yourself to have everything you need, to live this life successfully, that will cause you to ignore the call of wisdom. If you want wisdom, you have to admit that you don't have it in order to pursue it, and wisdom cries out. But it, Solomon says here, not everyone's going to listen to that, and so when when bad things happen to you, we're just going to stand there and laugh at you. Hey, that that's kind of the way we are in life, isn't it? Have you ever warned somebody? Have you ever shared your experience with someone and said, hey, you need to know about this thing. You need to know uh, to be careful. Oh, I made a big mistake. When I was young and stupid, um, which I still am, but, um, you know, I'm not a big car guy, but I am very cheap, so I like to try and do work on my car if I can. My father-in-law is a mechanic. He's got a lot of experience. And this one time, not too many years ago, uh, we had a small oil leak. We were driving an old beater, and we had a little oil leaking. And, and um, I called my father-in-law. I said, what, what do I need to do about this? And uh, he said, "What? It, you just take it to a mechanic. Take it to somebody and let them look at it. Whatever you do, don't pour any of that stop leak stuff in there. You buy that at, at the store. You know, you pour it in. It's supposed to stop the, le- the oil leak. And he said, don't do that. It, it's bad for the gaskets. It swells them up. What it the reaction it causes to stop the leak actually does more damage in the long run. And if if those valves and gaskets are very old, it's actually going to make your leak worse. And I thought, yeah, 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 but I, I got this oil leak and I don't want to deal with it. And I don't, I don't want to spend a lot of money taking it into somebody. So what did I do? I poured the stop leak in it. And guess what happened? About two days later, I walked out to find a puddle of oil in my garage, much worse than it was before. And I ended up having to take it in. And the damage was more extensive and the repair was more costly. Now, my father-in-law is a gracious person and he sympathized with me, but, but he very well could have scoffed and laughed at me. He could have, uh, he could have laughed at my calamity and my dread had come because I didn't listen. 
because I was foolish, because I thought I knew better. And that's what Solomon says the wise will do to the foolish who do not listen. Why? Because they hated knowledge. They did not choose to fear the Lord. They didn't listen to experience. Those who are foolish don't listen to experience. Verse 30 of chapter 1 says, They would not accept my counsel. They spurned all my reproof, so they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be satisfied with their own devices. For the waywardness of the naive will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But he who listens to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the dread of evil. Setting aside ourselves and what we perceive to be our own wisdom is difficult to do, but when we are faced with the knowledge and the wisdom of God or godly people, and particularly the knowledge and wisdom of Solomon, we have to be willing to admit we don't know everything yet. We have to be willing to admit that we don't have all the answers. We have to be willing to fear the Lord and listen to him, place him at the forefront of our life, and follow after the words he has for us in those who are wise and who have experience And Solomon is one of those people. And uh, over the next few weeks, we're going to look at some of the the Proverbs that he wrote. And it may be a a full chapter. It may be just one or two verses that we're going to look at. And we're going to see the wisdom that Solomon is sharing with us. I think it'll provide us with these nice little little short thoughts each week uh, to kind of motivate us, something we can work on each week. And I hope you'll follow along with this program, uh, listen to it live here in the Monroe area. If you want to go back and listen to previous episodes or share it with somebody, you can go to our website, monroechurchofchrist.org, and listen to all past episodes of Pathfinder there or through our podcast, which is available on Apple Podcasts. Just search Monroe Church of Christ, and you can listen and follow along and study along as we seek wisdom and knowledge and fear of the Lord through the wonderful words of Solomon. That's all the time we have this week for Pathfinder. I hope you have found it to be an enjoyable and uplifting experience. Maybe something that's caused you to think about some things you hadn't before and maybe give you reason to open your Bible and get into the Word a little deeper. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to me through the Monroe Church of Christ website, monroechurchofchrist.org. You'll find contact information there, as well as previous episodes of Pathfinder that you can listen to at your convenience. If you're in the Monroe area, we certainly hope you would come and get to know us in person. You can find our meeting times and location on that website uh, also, and we hope we get to meet you in the future. Until next time, I'm Derek Glover. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you, and may he give you peace.